switched on on F104 and I'm joined by the assistant news editor with the Business Post, Sarah McGuinness. Hello. Hey, Louise. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much for chatting to us. So within the last 12 months, 64,000 people have emigrated from Ireland. What do you need to be thinking about if this is something that's on your mind too and you want to go and relocate? Yeah, so like we all kind of know about emigrating being a bit of a rite of passage in kind of Irish culture. Um, you know, like particularly if you're kind of like in your 20s, your 30s, like you kind of have the fear that one day you're going to wake up and all of your friends will be in Australia. Yes. So if you are kind of worried about that and you're thinking about maybe upping sticks for a while, moving completely or just going for a year or two, there are a couple of pitfalls that you should avoid just to make your life a hell of a lot easier while you're away and improve that experience but also kind of safeguard your finances Mm -hmm. if you do want to come back um so the first thing that like the first piece of advice that I was given um by one of the lads and ask Paul which is a financial kind of planning assistance service is to make your plan while you're at home because like a lot of people they kind of wake up and particularly if it's the lead up to summer and you know, your friends are all booking a J1 or are deciding to go to Thailand for however long. And you're kind of like, right, I only have three months to save. That's kind of a bit of a terrible idea. Realistically, you kind of want to be giving yourself six to 12 months to make yourself as cash rich as you can going over. And so like, you know, like you kind of have to be looking at where are you going? Like what, have a little look around at like what it's going to cost to rent over there, what like the cost of living might be like if it's kind of similar to Irish prices if it's a bit cheaper um, where you want to go and how long you want to go for and ultimately what you want to get out of the experience as well because there's no point if you're going to Australia with your friends and they intend to travel around for maybe like four months before settling down somewhere and you only have enough money going over to kind of last you a month before you need to get a job mm. like you'll just make the experience more miserable for yourself you'll be worrying about your money You'll be worrying about getting a job and ultimately kind of the, the more like of a cushion you have going over, the more chance, the better, the more chance you're giving yourself to really succeed over there. Like because emigrating is hard already. You don't want to be adding more stress on. So get your plan sorted. Um, you know, like everyone kind of kicks that can down the road, particularly when it's something so big and daunting. But really nail it down now so like, you know, okay, in six months time, I want to have this amount of money and I want to be going here. And it it will just make things a bit easier for you. And I suppose put budget in place for the accommodation and things like that. And then maybe if you need to travel to a particular job, like kind of, as you said, make the plan and know kind of what you're going to need money for perhaps over there. Yeah, exactly. Now, obviously, like you're not going to be able to forecast like everything's going to be my weekly shopping yeah. bill. But, you know, like you can kind of forecast like look at what you're spending here. You know, it can't really get too much more expensive. So, so true. Just be realistic mm-hmm. about it. You know, like I, you'd, you'd be surprised. Like I was in um, I was in Brooklyn like a couple of weeks ago and like I was like, God, this is actually so similar to Dublin prices. You know, so like if you like chat to people who, you know, who might be away if you've any mates going where you're going. Um, and just scope out and like also don't be spending money here that you don't have to be you know really try and try and concentrate your money on like for saving it for when you're over there so if you have a car here and say you're going to Australia for maybe like two years you're planning on going 
and you know get rid of the get rid of the car loans so, like get rid of that 200 quid repayment that you might have to make every month get rid of the insurance payments if you're living up in dublin but you're from i don't know like wicklow and you can commute to work or if you can work from remotely and you live in offaly like you could consider moving back home if you have that option or like moving somewhere that might be a little bit low rent you know like just to kind of be realistic about it and I know it's it's a pain trying to save I find it so difficult I'm terrible at it but it is one of those things that like you will be so much better off when you're over there it's going to be worth it in the end as I say exactly exactly when it it comes to I suppose bank accounts because obviously we've all set one up when we started college that was the first thing we did almost should we be closing them down and then looking to open up a new one when we move to whichever country yeah, so it can kind of depend. So like, say if you, you're you only going on your J1 to like Chicago for like three months, obviously d- don't close your bank account <laughs> because you'll back, unfortunately be back before you know it. But if you're going to Australia, if you're going to wherever in Europe and you kind of don't really know when you're going to be back, it's grand to leave it as like a safety net for maybe three months, two or three months, um, just in case like you don't end up liking it. But really after that, yeah, you should be looking at closing it down because when you like, I think we all kind of forget about the cost of having a bank account, like it's 72 quid a year to have a bank account. Like now this is an adult bank account, not a student Mm -hmm. bank account in Bank of Ireland and permanent TSB. And that might not seem like a lot, but if you are racking up those fees for maybe two or three years, it's only a couple of hundred of euro, but it's still kind of a mark beside your name with that bank saying like oh we can't really trust them to pay their fees on time and also like if you just have an empty bank account lying there and you might forget to like cancel a direct debit for god knows what like the your broadband um you'll be racking up debt then which you really 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 don't want because again it's there's this thing called the central credit register and i don't know how they do it but like everyone has kind of a list of their credit so whether that's a credit card or a direct debit or a loan and all like your bank can have access to it and they can like if you miss a payment it will it will be logged there essentially and if you miss enough of them it will kind of be like a bit of a red x beside your name saying don't lend money to that person they can't be trusted with it mm-hmm. so you don't like you don't want to be coming home from wherever in about five years time kind of hoping to get on the property ladder and then going to your bank and they're saying oh well you took a year to cancel your broadband and then ended up owning uh owing air like a couple of hundred quid like just save yourself the hassle fresh slate when you're over there um and like open it up like ultimately you won't really be you won't really need it while you're over there and like there is that whole thing of kind of like oh what if i want to transfer money back to my family or back to my friends at home just get Revolut, you know, that's what it's <laughs> you don't need to be paying for a bank account a year. And this is the thing, like if you're going to be leaving the country, you don't want to be build, well, building yourself up debt or leaving yourself with debt there already that hasn't been paid back yet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's the same when you're away as well. Um, like Paul, the guy in Ask Paul that I was talking to, he was telling me horror stories about people in Australia and um, like the States who... I don't know, they got a loan for something, a car, whatever. And um, they thought that they could kind of escape and just not pay it and come home. Mm-hmm. But like the banks take it very seriously. Very seriously, know, like yeah. Were, as they should. But 
they take it really seriously and like they like also Irish banks when you come home can access your records from when you were abroad okay. so you don't you don't want to be leaving anything to chance you want to be getting on the plane knowing that you have everything paid off mm -hmm. so you literally are going over with a clean slate and same with coming home because it will follow you back home and they won't forget about it. And you mentioned the car repayments there, but when it comes to insurance, is it worth keeping the car insured? Like it can be completely up to you. I don't drive, so I don't really, I don't, like I was kind of talking about this with my friends and they were like, oh, but my no claims bonus. Mm -hmm. Apparently people love a good no claims <laughs> bonus. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so like that might be something, like say if you're going on a grad visa to the States, and you know, like, I'm going to be kicked out of the country at this date. It might be worth keeping your car and paying your insurance because when you come back, it'll be there for you. And you, like, yeah. but if you like if you cut it there, if you cut the cord, you're coming back and you're essentially a new driver. So you might only have like a two years no claims bonus as opposed to like the five you might be entitled to. Um, so the kind of the general guideline will be if you're going for a year and you know you have a set date when you're coming back let your brother or sister or whoever use the car and like just keep, just keep it keep it's it taken over a while yeah yeah but if it's um if it's anything longer than that you kind of can be getting rid of it there actually is also something else i know in australia they um they have a thing where like your insurance provider in australia if you have one can write you a letter for your irish insurance company oh, when you brilliant. come back to be like oh yeah they were deadly on the roads over there <laughs> they deserve their no claims bonus oh, so that's that kind way of getting it back that's that so that's kind of sweet, so, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it actually is. So that's another option, but that's only for Australia. I'm not too sure if other um if other places have that. But yeah, anything over than a year, it's not worth your while. You'll like it's not worth your while to be paying um like the insurance cost. Yeah, and you outline all this in your article as well on the business post, don't you? I do. I do. It's all there. So they can get that up online. Sarah McGuinness, assistant news editor with the Business Post. Thank you so much for chatting to us.